Hello. Amanda. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing very well. Welcome to the Itchy Ginger. Yeah, thanks. Oh, how's it going this evening? Good. 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 So how far are you in your journey in, in, with TSW? Well, it's actually my son. Oh, it's your son. Yes, he and is how... 14. Oh, And man. so TSW probably within, he started about last summer of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. got to suck going through that at 14. Yeah, it's it's a lot to handle, especially at his age. And being a caretaker is just, I mean, you guys almost have it worse than we do sometimes. It's oh my gosh, yes. Trying to watch that and, I mean, the pain that you all feel, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, again, actually, I can't imagine because my right. daughter went through it too, so. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately, she had really severe eczema and uh, like a dope for the first two years. I put mm-hmm. steroids on her. Yeah. Because I didn't know any better, and I wasn't going through it yet, so it wasn't until I started going through it that I finally threw my hands in the air and said, okay, no more steroids. Right. And I went through the dermatologist looking at me, telling me that I was being neglectful and, you know, that I was doing more harm than good to my child and blah, 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 blah. Right. It's, it's very frustrating when that happens, you know? It is frustrating because, I mean, you want to do what's best for your child, but it- then again, you know the effects of what they're trying. You know, in the doctor's minds, topical steroids and this and that, that's the, their go-to. Yep. But once you cat like us, uh, for me, I think about last, at the end of spring of 2019, I was like, He's getting injections, he's getting uh, prednisone, he's getting topical steroids. And then finally, I was like, started Googling. And then I finally came across, you know, like topical steroid, red skin syndrome. And so that uh, was a really big eye opener. Sure, sure. And I'm, I'm so happy for, I mean, how long has he dealt with eczema? Um, about, I think he was three years old. He started getting, you know, like the little patches and back of his knees on his arms a little bit. Sure. But it was manageable. Right. So he's been doing the steroids since he was three? Yes. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh. And it started last year. Everything just, it was like a whirlwind last year. He plays sports yeah. and he got injured so we went to the emergency room and one of the doctors there they were like oh you got eczema well here's 40 prednisone pills oh god just take it you know when you get a flare and i didn't know any better they told him to take it as needed yes oh my god yep so i'm sitting there here buddy here's here's this take this take that because yep. you just don't know any better. You don't. And then I finally went to his primary care doctor, and he was like, absolutely not. He goes, yeah. do not. He goes, it affects their growth, like their bones. It makes them brittle. Yes. So, I that... I, I, have you listened to any of the other podcasts? I have. So, you've, you've heard that what the, what the oral steroids have done to me. Yes. 
it's it's just absolutely it, ridiculous. It is. And not not one doctor ever told me oral steroids could possibly cause osteoporosis right. and avascular necrosis. Yep. Not one. No, they don't. I mean, it's their... I think doctors, when they're going through their school, you know, they're taught this helps this and give this person that to help that so it sticks in their mind and they don't really comprehend the effects on their patients. Right. In my mind, I mean, that's how I, I feel. I haven't found, I okay, I, I don't want to say that because the dermatologist that I'm seeing now uh-huh. is... uh he used to be a regular of mine at the restaurant that I managed. And um, it was just kind of weird when I walked in, I was like, Oh shoot, Dr. Raj. Yeah. Um, But he battled me for the first year. I mean, he was pretty adamant about steroids. And so like a dope, I believed him and they were wet wrapping me in the hospital with bethmetazone and clobetazole. Yeah. So super high dose steroids and they were literally taking saran wrap after they would just, they, they put it on like an inch thick and they were taking saran wrap and wrapping me like a mummy, my entire body, except for my head. And they were doing that for about three months. Um, I, I had three different hospital stays. It was November, December, and January. And then finally in February, I looked at them and I said, guys, I'm done. This is making it worse. Right. It's getting worse. They were releasing me from the hospital and my skin wasn't any clearer than it was when I went in. I just stopped the infection. They, right. the, the blood results were coming back. The infection was gone. So they were like, okay, you, you're good to go. But my skin wasn't any clearer than it was when I went in. Right. And then three weeks later, the infection was back. And I'm like, you guys have to stop this cycle because I'm going to die. Right. And they just, I mean, even still, six months after that in the, hosp- in the hospital, they're sitting there going, well, should we, should we try the steroids? And I'm like, are you, are you serious? Wow. I mean, it's, just, I it's don't, insane. It is insane. I mean, you are your own advocate when it comes to your health care. Yeah. And you have to, you know, some, you just have to put your foot down sometimes and... In their minds, that's not the best thing, but for us, it is because we know what we're going through or what our child is going through. Absolutely. Well, and I said it before too. It took me a year, and I'm I'm I literally was in the hospital every month, November to November, seventeen mm-hmm. to eighteen, every single month without reprieve. I mm-hmm. was there for at least five days. My longest stay was twelve. And then from 2018 to 2019, I think I went two months where I didn't go to the hospital. Um, so that was 24 hospital stays, 22. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it took me probably the 18th hospital stay. I was, I finally convinced them that they needed to put me on painkillers. Yeah. Because I was writhing in pain all the time. And Every, every time I went to the hospital, they would put me on painkillers, but then they would send me home and they wouldn't send me home with painkillers. And I'm like, you guys, this is happening at home. And that's my biggest hurdle. Yes. That's half the reason I'm coming to the hospital is because I'm in so much pain 
that I literally want to put a bullet in my head. Yeah. I can't, I can't describe enough the kind of pain that I'm in, how often I'm in that pain. And then it wasn't just the topical. It was the nerve pain. It was the joint pain. Yes. And then come to find out I've got avascular necrosis. Both my hips are gone. My knees gone. My shoulders are gone. And it wasn't until I really started advocating for myself and not just laying there listening to the doctors and just going, okay, well, I guess I'll do what you tell me to. Right. I had to stand up and fight for myself. And then they did MRIs and they were like, oh, yeah, you have avascular necrosis. Oh, yeah, you have this. Oh, yeah, you have osteoporosis. Oh, shit, you shrunk an inch. I'm like, let's go, guys. Hello. It's It's time to stop the madness. Wow. Now, did you, I'm, I think I've followed you a little bit on Facebook through all the, the groups, but you, did you ooze like a lot? It was your skin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trevor's face was like that. Oh, my ears inside my ears would crust Uh, and ooze so bad. Yep. His did the exact same thing. He went through this all summer last year. Yeah, me too. It would just ooze out of his ear. And I thought he had an ear infection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't putting two and two together. And so I took him to the doctor. They gave him a steroid, you know, eardrop. And I don't know. It was, it was the most awful thing that he, you know, as a mother, you don't want to watch your child. No. Go through any of that. God, no. I mean, yeah, I was literally peeling my face off the pillow every couple hours and having to change my sheets every couple hours. Yeah. Uh, living in a bath, live, uh, well, I, I say bath, we don't have a bath. Um, we have two showers in my house. So I would literally just crawl my way from my bed to my shower and I would turn my shower on and I would sit in the shower for hours Yeah, yeah. and just sob and cry because it hurts so bad. Yep. And then you get out of the shower and you dry off and you put on Aquaphor and then your skin starts to crust up and yep. You get these huge, nasty yellow scabs that you just can't stop picking off. So then it oozes again. And it's just a sick, psychotic cycle of nasty ass ooze. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about his journey, like how it started, how it progressed and where you're at now. So, like I said, he around three years old, he, you know, typical little eczema spots here and there. And we would just put you know, hydrocortisone over the counter helped it. And then all throughout his elementary years, nothing. He would just have like a little flare, didn't have to put anything on it. And then when he got into junior high, he started playing sports. And so his eczema started coming out. Gotcha. And so we would go to dermatologist after dermatologist, primary care doctors, allergists. And it's all the same thing. Here's, here's an injection. Mm. Here's prednisone. Here, take this, take that. And it was just every topical cream steroid you could imagine. He's had it. Yeah. So last year, like I said, I did, I started researching like not hours and hours and hours of research. And I finally found the, you know, topical steroid withdrawal pages so I finally said absolutely no more steroids. Mm-hmm. And so that whole summer, he, he started going through his withdrawal. And 
at the end of summer, his face started clearing up, his skin started looking really good, and then he started school. And as soon as he stepped into that school, it just flare after flare after flare. So that's where we're at now. And we, we did, I found an allergist at one of the local children hospital here. And he, it's kind of been a lifesaver. He kind of, he knows, he looked at Trevor's skin because I'm not sure if you have this, but Trevor used to have a lot of eczema on his hands. So we would apply the topical steroid. So it looks like he has a glove, like a red glove on top. Yeah. Yep. So the allergist, he kind of, he was like, man, everywhere you put the topical steroid, that's where his skin is messed up. And I'm like, yes, I've been trying to tell everybody. They just keep giving me, giving me, giving me, you know, creams. And he was like, no, no more cream. Mm-hmm. So, Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So right now, he mentioned um, Dupixin. So we have tried it. He did start it. Which I know that's a big, I was really on the fence with that. But then, you know, like as a mother, you want to like, let's just try whatever. Sure. Yeah. So at that time, it was like, sure, let's go. Let's do it. And he's been doing that since, I want to say November. Okay. So what is that? Three months now? Yeah. And during that time he was on home instruction so he did kind of like a homeschool type thing okay and skin perfect really oh yes baby smooth i mean absolutely no problems and then at the end of his home instruction which he went back to school this past monday and i had to go pick him up from school oh god flare really yes so you think it's stress-induced? It's stress-induced. I'm not sure if it's like a chemical that they're clean. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like every time he goes to school, it's like it's full body almost. Good God. Neck, face, you know. And that's the worst thing about TSW is there's yeah. no rhyme or reason. There isn't. None. And you will beat yourself to death trying to figure out how, why, can yeah. we fix it? Yes. It's maddening. It is maddening. You sit and, and think like, what did I do wrong? Or what did I? Sorry about that. I was getting a phone call. Oh, you're okay. Um, was like, what I do wrong? Or what did he eat? Or right. what, what was, what was he around? Right. And unfortunately, when you look at um, some of these healing sites, um, yeah. the only thing that, rings true through the entire process is time exactly yep they 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 say the same thing over and over and over again it's time it's it's only time um that's true i mean we always want a quick fix and we're always looking for the next thing to help but like you said i think it's just time yeah and it sucks because you want to find that miracle pill you want to find that miracle thing yeah and you don't want to see that person suffer anymore. But unfortunately, you just kind of have to sit back and ride it out. You do. Yeah. 
And it sucks because you can sit there and go through the process of what did he eat at school today? What are they using to clean at school? Today? But honestly, it's probably none of those things. You're in your true. That's right. That's right. It sucks. It sucks really bad because, you know, I'm a single father with two children and I want nothing more in the world to go back to work and to stand up on my own two feet and take care of my kids. But I know for a fact I can't do that. Right. I've been on disability for two years and I'm no closer to going back to work than I was two years ago. And I'm a hundred percent better than I was. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Even when I'm having flares, I'm having a nasty flare today. I've been scratching all day. I didn't sleep last night. My face is bright red, like a tomato. Yeah. I woke up this morning and for the first time in two weeks, my face was super white, flaky, dry, and I got really, just dis- really, really discouraged this morning. And I started scratch. I-, I got my face wet, and then I took a towel and I started rubbing my face really hard to get all the, uh, to get all the skin off, which I yeah. know is counterproductive. Correct. I know for a fact it's counterproductive. Right. But it's the only thing that makes it feel better. Get the crap off, and then put put my uh, Aquaphor on, and at least get it to where it's smooth, and I don't have to stare at the flakes. Otherwise, I'll sit there and pick all day. Yeah. Because you just can't help it. No, you can't. And Trevor, he would always get mad. I'm like, quit picking at your face, buddy. Quit scratching. Mm-hmm. Quit doing this. He's like, Mom, I can't. Yeah. He's like, you don't understand. Yeah. Because I have to. He's like, the itch is just like, it's kind of like a bone deep itch. Bone I'm, deep. Yes. Bone He's deep. like, you just can't get to it. And- Nothing in the world. I use credit cards sometimes. I'll get a credit card out and just sit there and just yep. up and down. <laughs> It's insane. I mean, yeah. I've used forks and knives. I've done I've done crazy shit to my skin to yeah. where I've I've just damaged the hell out of it. And it's gonna take, I think, a long time for me, even after I heal for the elasticity come to come back and the elephant right. skin to go away. Yeah. And I know that. But if I can get to a point to where my skin is not tomato red, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be super happy with that. I can deal with wrinkly skin. That's not a problem for me. Right. You know, but uh, it's the redness, it's the itching, it's the burning that just will drive you mad. Yeah. And you're not getting sleep through the process. So that's, you know, that's another thing is, you know, most, not most, everybody heals when they sleep. Everybody yeah. has to have sleep. Correct. And so when we're sitting there getting an hour, maybe two hours of sleep every single night, and then there was times where, I would go three, four, five, six, even seven days with no sleep. And that's how Trevor is. He is off of his sleep cycle. So he he sleeps maybe one or two hours at night. Or yeah. that's what he was doing. And he's like, I just can't fall asleep. Yeah. Because I can't do it. Yep. And you'll lay there and you'll, I mean, again, you'll drive yourself crazy laying in the dark, trying to force yourself to go to sleep, tossing and turning and scratching and itching. And then finally you just say, screw it. You jump out of bed and then you're trying to find something to do, but you're stuck in a room and you're trying not to wake people up. And there's really nothing to do because it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's, we were talking about it last night and it's like being in prison because you're just kind of stuck in your own head. That's what he was saying. He's like, I, he was, he has been literally homebound since last summer. He started school, but that was very short. 
I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, you're okay. I said that's how he kind of felt because he's been homebound basically since last summer. Right. And I put him back in school. And then, I mean, he wasn't even in school that long. And we had to take him back out of school, you know, just because of all the flares. Yeah. So he's confined to his bedroom. And see, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that when I was 14 years old. I could not imagine doing that when I was 14 years old because that's, those are your glory days. Yeah. You're supposed to be developing relationships and going out with girls and, 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 you know, here this poor kid is stuck in his own room and that's just, oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah. God, that breaks my heart. So. What what does he do to to kind of help get? I mean, because I'm sure the kid's probably depressed as all get out. Yes. Have Have you guys had to see psychiatry, psychologists, or anything like that, or like I've how does he cope? To, I actually talked to Trevor the other day. He does have a group of friends. They're very understanding, and they understand what he's going through, and they kind of just they don't look at him any different. So he does that, have oh. those friends. That he can go hang out with, stay the night. They come over, hang out with him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome because, you know, kids can be brutal. Oh, and they can. And he was at school actually this in August when their school started. And I guess one of the kids had made a comment. It looked like you tried to hang yourself. Oh, wow. Because, you know, you get that red. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, wow. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you can't, kids are going to be kids and they're going to they say are. nasty things. So, I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't shield them from it, but man, no. it, this disease just takes so much away and to, to have to go through that at such an early age, you know, it, but it's going to make that kid so much stronger. I mean, oh, yeah. he's going to get through it and hopefully, you know, with him, I mean, 11 years on top of steroids is still, that's a long lick, but yeah, hopefully his suffering is lessening and he's going to get through this um, in the next year or two. And, you know, by the time he's 16, 17 years old, he's going to be the toughest SOB out there. Yeah. You know, and, and I've been contemplating, I mean, like I said, he did start the depixent, which I know there's a lot of, I was on the fence about it, but it was like something that he really really wanted to do so and you know and as a mom you're like oh well maybe this is the thing to help you know fix him right but i don't know i i did i did the dupixent for nine months did you i saw absolutely no help whatsoever um and I chalked it up to being, I was always a really severe case of eczema. Yeah. And my TSW has been extremely severe. Right. Um, so I just kind of chalked it up to, it's just one of those things where my body just hates anything like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was on cyclosporin for a year. I was on methotrexate for a year. Didn't see any relief from either one of those as well. And um, I was, I was very diligent in the way that I took those. I, I did it the way I was supposed to. Right. Yeah. And so. You know, it sucked for me because when I was laying in the hospital in 2015 with Staphylococcus scalded skin syndrome, I came across the trial phase of Dupixent. And it was in the last stage of trials. And I got really excited. I was like, holy shit, they found a medicine for eczema and this is going to cure my eczema and I can't wait for it to come out. I'm going to, 
I can't, you know, and then it came out and I got on it and nothing. And I just, right. what a shot in the fit. I mean, it just, it, it killed me. Yeah. I mean, it, it sent me into such a bad depression um, because, you know, here I am just under a year into this and I'm reading this top of zero withdrawal support group. And there's mm-hmm. people that are five years in, six years in. And yeah. I'm like, oh, hell no. I can't do this for another five years. No. There's no way. But you find that you can because, you know, again, tomorrow can't be any worse than today. Correct. That's, that's the way I had to start thinking about it. There's no possible way tomorrow could be worse. And so right. once I set that mentality and um, I, I, again, I was a pot smoker for a long time, mm-hmm. but I quit smoking pot recently and I found that my skin has gotten really a, a lot better. And I don't know if I was oh, allergic wow. to it or if it was just the smoke. Yeah. But I've gotten a lot better since I stopped smoking. So um, once I did that too, my, my head started clearing up and it, I, I found it a lot easier to not get into that groove where I was just depressed nonstop. Right. I, yeah. I kind of found that my will to live again. And my, my children, when they're, when they're here with me on my weeks, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for me to get up in the morning with them. I'm not, um, I'm not as cranky. I'm a little bit more patient. I'm, I'm still trying to find my patience because right this, this disease man it, it it takes everything from you and everything yeah everything and yep. i am not i wasn't a patient person before right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely uh it's definitely been it been hard you know and yeah. um so how how does he how do you deal with um the mood swings and all of that oh my goodness at first, you know, I was like, man, he's just being a little asshole. Like, you know, typical <laughs> teenage, like, you know, yapping back at you. But then it, it just started getting worse and worse. And then, you know, the more that I would, you know, get into these groups and, you know, listen and read, you know, what other people are going through. And they do talk about all those mood swings. I'm like, oh, God, well, maybe that's, you know, partly where that's coming from. It is. So, I, I, I will tell yeah. you a hundred percent. It is. Yeah. Because he's a respectful child. I mean, boys or kids are going to be kids and they're yep. going to, you know, mouth back to you, but sure. it was getting really bad there for a while. And I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, like I said, reading through all those, I was like, man, that's probably where this is coming from. You're depressed, your, your skin, you know, your appearance, your self esteem, Sleep deprived. Sleep deprived. Yeah. It's all gone. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, so it's hard, especially as a, a caregiver. You know, I don't know. It's just really hard. I, I can, I, I didn't have to go through it as long with my daughter. I, I got wise and put her on probiotics, and the probiotics cured her eczema. It's gone. It does not exist anymore. Uh, and I do not believe that she just grew out of it. I believe that had I not. So thankfully, I only had to do probably about six months of it really bad with her. Yeah. Before it cleared up. And I, 
to watch your three, four, five year old kid go mm-hmm. through the, just scratching nonstop, oh tearing the skin open. It's and the the girl was tough as hell because honestly, aside from scratch, she didn't cry all the time. She she almost didn't even know that it was a problem. Right. She still played just like everybody else. Went out and did her thing, you know, and uh, so it really didn't affect her the way that it affected me. Right. I was the one sobbing every night, you know, just, I, it just broke my heart. And I just, I hate that anybody has to deal with this shit because it's preventable. 100% preventable. Yes. It's, it's so preventable. And every single second that goes by somebody in the world is being prescribed topical steroids. Yeah. In a very negligent way. And, and and I just wish that these doctors recognized TSW and I, I wish they were more vocal about the adverse yes. of the steroids. Yes. Because I do not believe that they are very good about that. No, and they're not. Not, not at all. So I haven't now, brought it up to Trevor's allergist, but I think he would be pretty open to it. Sure. Just given that he's been really respectful because he would say, hey, do you want to use this cream? I'm like, no, I think we're going to, you know, avoid all of that. He goes, that's, he goes, I, I agree. He's like, we'll do whatever, you know, whatever you think is best. We'll work together and try and find, you know, that common or that cure, not a cure, but, you know, sure. trying to say, like, just get Trevor on even ground with the skin. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, and we had to do the same thing in Florida with my daughter. I finally just stopped going to the dermal altogether, and we yeah. just went strictly allergy. Yep. Because we just could not find a dermatologist that wasn't trying to push steroids. Yep. And so then I found Dr. Daniel Brotman in in in, uh, in Florida, and he was all about not doing steroids. Yes. He said, you know, this steroids are going to make it worse. It's not a cure. It's not even a good. It's not even a good problem solver for eczema. It's just going to make it worse, you know? And so he really started diving into allergy testing and trying to find the root cause of it rather than just trying to put a Band-Aid on it. And I think dermos are just Band-Aids. They are Band-Aids. Trevor probably went, I'm not sure how many you've seen, but he probably went through two or three. And every time you go, here's this, come back in two weeks or come back in a month. and And then it's like a whole you know, cycle over and over. And I was like, no, no more. Well, and the shitty thing is they go come back in a month, you come back in a month and your skin is either the same or worse. And then they're looking at you going, well, are you not following the protocol? No, I'm doing exactly what you told me to do. It's making it worse. Well, there's no way here's okay. So let's go from the 1.5% up to the clobetazole. Let's do that. No, dude, I'm good on that. (laughs) I, I'm all good on that now. And, you know, I've had a lot of battles. And, yeah, I think I'm on, like, my 15th dermatologist, to wow. be honest with you. I yeah. mean, I've, I, I was a hospital hopper. I went from mm-hmm. hospital to hospital to hospital until one of them finally admitted me before I died of sepsis. Because um, I, literally, I literally had sepsis. And um, it took three different hospitals before the, the final one. I, I, t- I told her... Uh, I was talking to uh, Julie last night and I told her, 
I literally had to tell them I was I was going to go home and shoot myself. Yeah. Because they just would not admit me. And so finally, I just I said it and they had me on watch for a couple hours. And the lady looked at me and she goes, you don't want to commit suicide. And I was like, no, I don't. You just want somebody to listen to you. I just yeah, I just <laughs> needed somebody to finally hear the desperation. Because yeah. if you sent me home again, there was a good chance I was going to do something stupid because I just right. I, who could live like this? You know, and that's the thing that I just, I, when I talk to these doctors, I'm like, would you be okay going home like this? Well, no. Then why the hell would you send me home like this? You know, if this was your kid, wouldn't you want to dive into it and try to figure out what was causing it? Or would you want him to put a bandaid on it? Well, no, I'd want to figure out what was causing it. Then do something. Help me. Yep. You know, and it's just so frustrating and I've had to let go a lot of that hatred. I I had to because it was consuming me. I was laying in bed, depressed, pissed off, and it was not helping me at all. No. And I do believe that 50% of this is mind over matter. I I believe that once we get ourselves into a position where we can get out of that hole and force ourselves to get up and do something and get our lymphatic system going, that you're going to heal 10 times faster. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And it, that's a hard that's a hard thing to see when you're in the thick of the shit because right. Man, I'll tell you, there was some really really dark dark days. And nothing on that support group could have helped me through some of those dark days. In fact, some of it made it worse. You know, and that's unfortunate and that's again the main reason behind this podcast is to put a voice to it. So people can listen and go, okay, yeah, I'm going through that same thing. And okay, he's healing at this point, rather than just looking at the support group and seeing nasty pictures and looking at people going, oh, I'm on my fifth year and still nothing. And it's like, at some point, I just, it just made my depression worse. And I begged to hear a human voice. (laughs) I did. I, 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 I would lay there and just beg for human touch. Just for somebody to grab yeah. my hand and say, it's going to be okay. And there was nobody there. And it sucked. So for me, if I would have had a podcast to listen to where there was people like me going through what I was going through, I think that it would have made my lonely nights a lot better. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping that that is the case for a lot of these people that listen. I hope that it's helping in some way. Because that's the only reason I'm doing this. I want to put a voice to our to our struggle. And I, I want to get people to uh, a point to where they can listen and say, yeah, man, I'm going through the same thing. It's going to be okay. Right. And I think it's I think it's a good thing. And I'm really happy. As soon as I heard or read that you were doing a podcast, I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it took this long, honestly. I know. I mean, that support group's been around for a long time, and I can't believe somebody hasn't thought about that and just gone, yeah, screw it, let's do it. Right. Because, I mean, I see a lot of YouTube videos, and uh, there are Rob Rob Stewart, I think is his name, um, does, he's a redheaded guy like me, and he cured his eczema from diet. Yes, I watched that. Yeah. Well, I contacted him, and he's like, yeah, man, I'll get you on a program, and we'll get your eczema healed. And da 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 da, and then he's like, 
for, uh, you know, I think $3,500. And I'm like, oh, what? Wait. What? Okay. I don't think I can do that program, Rob. So, wow. Yeah. That's so I'm not about money, man. I'm not here trying to give advice to anybody for money or anything like that. I'm just trying to help people out a little bit, you know? And yeah. And it helps talk about it. It helps, you know, you connect with other people that are going through the same thing and they understand what you're going through. Yeah. Cause I can talk to my mother, my sister, my friend, and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Right. The compassion isn't there. Correct. It's there's there's the empathy's not there. It's not right. You don't understand. So yeah, you're just gonna be like, oh man, that really sucks. I feel for you, but do you really? Right. And I, I try to I try to put it to my friends like this. I'm like, go stand in the sun for six hours with no sunscreen. Go home, let that soak in for about a day. When you have the worst sunburn you've ever had in your entire life, have somebody take a razor blade and cut you about a hundred times. Once you're done doing that, take some salt, pour it on all your wounds with a little bit of lemon juice, and then go jump in a hot shower. And they look at me like, are you, are you kidding me? And I'm like, nope, that's what it feels like. All right. the time. They don't comprehend. They just see what's on the outside. Yep. It's not what you're feeling and... It's kind of hard for them to understand, but but it's nice. I'm I'm so glad that you did this podcast. I I really am too, and it's given me it's given me a sense of purpose. I mean, it really has. Like yeah. as much as it is great, and it hopefully it's great for people to listen to. It's given me something to do because I was going right. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I'm used to working 10, 12 hour days, two jobs, taking care of my kids full time. I'm a go getter and when i had to stop everything i was like what what am i gonna do right and when you're not sleeping 18 19 20 hour days are really long days oh yeah i would wake up from wake up to go to work at 6 a.m and trevor's sitting there awake yep i'm like what are you doing but it can't sleep mom yep Oh God. Well, it's weird because we sleep better during the day. And he does. He sleeps all day long. Yeah. He gets up. He's perfect. Yep. You know, like, you know, he's ready to go. Yep. And I'm like, okay. It's like, as soon as the sun comes up, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. Right. And then noon, one, two o'clock, I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, damn, dude, my whole day's gone, but I feel better. I got some sleep. Yeah. But it's just, it gets your cycle all jacked up. It does. Yep. And it's frustrating. Very. So, what other things have you done to try to help him as a caretaker? I mean, I I like for kind of it's this is you're the first caretaker I've talked to, so I'm just curious as to what you've tried through this process to do to help him. We've tried diet change, you know, taking out sweets and pop, and you know, doing like fruits and vegetables and sure. You know, then you think it's like a gluten thing. So then you're trying to take out gluten, but it's not. Yep. And, you know, you're trying to find the next best lotion. And I've probably spent thousands of dollars on lotion. God, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even hemp oil. Yeah. Putting it on his face. Yep. Yeah. And so what have you found that worked the best, if anything? Honestly, Vaseline worked really well for Trevor. Okay. 
he could put it on after he got out of the shower and it it more so helped he said with his itch oh really yeah because vaseline was like his go-to thing vaseline i used for a long time but i i ended up developing an allergy (laughs) oh to the vaseline yeah oh wow i would put it on and i would just instantly get an itch attack Wow. So I had to move on to Aquaphor with the mineral oil and it. He, he tried that and it just didn't really do well. It just made his skin more dry. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is super weird. It's so, so it's so weird how how different everybody's body chemistry is. It is. And how differently everybody reacts. And that's another frustrating thing about TSW is we can sit there and give all the advice in the world, but right. everybody's different. So the one thing that works for me probably isn't going to work for you. And if it does great, but don't get your hopes. Right. (laughs) And Trevor, even he would, you know, he would get on YouTube and, you know, watch all the, you know, people doing their YouTubes on eczema and this is what worked for me. And he'd be like, Hey mom, let's try this. So it was just like, you're like, Oh, well maybe that'll help you. And then when you do it and nothing works, Mm -hmm. then you feel defeated or, Oh my God. Yeah. And that's just it. And you have to get to a point to where you just get out of your own head. Right. You get out of your own way. And you just realize that regardless, you just have to get your ass up and go. You do. Because nothing is going to fix this. And in my head, I think, and you can, I don't know if it works for you or not, but to him, I told him, you know, when we would not put anything on his skin and he would go through those cycles of, you know, flaking and he would start picking. And then I was like, well, Trevor, maybe just don't pick at it and just leave it. Yeah. Just let your skin flake and scale up. Uh-huh. And then he would do that. And then his skin would clear up. Yep. It would start clearing up in those spots. Yep. And so I was like, well, maybe we just leave your skin alone. Don't put anything on it. You know. Maybe some Vaseline here and there. But honestly, I think just don't put nothing on your skin. Yeah. And it's a cycle. That is such a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing to do. And unfortunately, um, when my kids are here, I can't. There's just no way. Right. Um, No moisture therapy is not an option for me when I have my kids because I have to be, I have to be involved. You do. I have yeah. to be able to get out of bed. I have to be able to take care of my kids. And with no moisture therapy, it the dry, the way that you feel when your skin dries up like that, mm-hmm. I couldn't drive my car because I couldn't look to the left. I couldn't look to the right. I right. couldn't properly drive a vehicle. Um, the bottoms of my feet split wide open. And I mean, to the point to where I literally couldn't stand up. Um, so for me, I have to keep tubs of aquaphor next to my bed because yeah. otherwise I'm You're not moving. I'm, I'm shit. I'm not worth <laughs> it. You know, and, uh, then the infection too. I'm super, super, super prone to staph infections. Right. So I have to be very, very careful about my skin maintenance because otherwise I just, I get recurring staph infections that end up turning into sepsis and I'm also very susceptible to strep. Um, in fact, the last hmm. infection I had in December was strep and staph. And, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
they tell you that and you're like, thank God I came to the hospital because man, oh day, uh, a couple more days and I'd be dead. And so now do you, what do you use to put on your skin? I'm still using Aquaphor. Um, Aquaphor. I do a, I do an Aquaphor Eucerin combo. The Aquaphor I put on first and then I let it kind of sit to where it gets to that point to where it almost feels like it's drying out. Mm-hmm. And then I put the Eucerin on top to lock in the moisture and I found that that combination has really been really beneficial for me. The past couple of weeks, my skin has been softer and clearer than it has been in the past two years. Wow. Trevor, now he uses um, jojoba oil. He'll put that on after he gets out of the shower. Okay. And then he'll put acetophil lotion on top. Okay. And perfect. The jojoba oil, is it um, super, super greasy? Is it? I've heard no, about it before actually, and I it, just, tried it. it goes right on top of his skin. It like soaks right in. It's it just I don't know. He absolutely loves it. Okay. I'm gonna have to buy some of that because I've I've done a I've done a lot of reading and, and I've it pops up a lot. Yeah. It pops up a lot. It seems that it's pretty natural and there's not a lot of adverse effects. Nope. It said hundred percent, you know, it's one hundred percent jojoba okay. oil, I guess. And then um I actually I was reading through one of the Facebook pages and one of the mothers, she would, she bought it for her daughter and she had a good outcome. So I was like, well, maybe let's try that. So okay. it's worked for him. So he puts that on after he gets out of the shower and then he'll put Cetaphil lotion on. Cool. And then do you, for him, I, he only showers probably twice a week, three times a week. Okay. Do you, is that. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people. I shower know, every like, day. Show- yeah, <laughs> I shower every day <laughs> because this, I, you know, I, once my skin gets to the point to where I feel like if it, it, it almost feels like your skin's an inch tall, mm-hmm. you know, the red, it just, once your skin gets that inflamed, right. The only thing that makes me feel better is a nice hot shower. It's a shower. It's yep. the only thing. Otherwise I will lay there and I just, I feel like. Ants are crawling on me, biting me, and I just feel gross. Yeah. I feel absolutely gross. And there's times where I take two showers a day. And again, I'm probably doing more damage, and I'm probably making this process longer than it has to be. Uh, but it's what works for you, and it's exactly, what makes you exactly comfortable. Right. And, you know, you have children to take care of yep. and yourself. And, you know, if that's what works for you, then, then yep. do that. Yep. It may take you longer, but... That's okay. Hey, man, I, I, I'm two years into this ride. So, yeah. you know, uh, thank God I got disability when I did. And thank God I'm able to at least financially take care of my kids right now. Because if, right. if I had the financial burden, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would be. I probably would have had to have been checked into a mental hospital because that would right. just that would crush me. Um, right. I just, it, again, it takes everything. I mean, it does. I was making $80,000 a year and I went from that to nothing overnight. Right. That's a huge hit. It is. (laughs) That's a huge hit. And then six months later I get my disability check and I'm like, Oh shit. Right. Like what's that? That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then, in June, in June, I'll be two years on disability, so they're going to mm-hmm. force me onto Medicare, and they're going to take 10% of my disability check. And I'm like, oh, right. God. 
and you don't have a choice, you know, when you're on disability, that's, they're going to force me onto that. So I have to do it. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping by then I'm at a point to where, you know, maybe I can start working a little bit because they allow you to do a trial work period on disability. Um, so I, you get nine months to kind of figure out whether or not it's going to work out for you or not. So I'm hoping by then I can, I can start working again, but I'm just not going to push it. I'm going to ride this thing out and I'm going to let myself heal naturally. And I've gotten off most of my prescription medications. I'm still unfortunately taking painkillers from all the uh, joint things that I'm going through and all that. Yeah. Um, Have you guys ever tried UVB therapy? Have not. Okay. Because something you tried. Yes. And it's amazing. Is it? Yep. I guess doctor brought it up, but we just haven't went that route yet. I will tell you, the shitty thing for me is every time they put me on antibiotics, I have to stop my treatments and then I have to start back at square one. Right. So, but how does he deal with, how does he deal in the sun? Does he like being in the sun? He does. And actually, I do have to say he, he played football in the fall. Uh Uh-huh. And when he, they would go and do their workouts, he would sweat. Yeah. And when he would sweat, it just seemed to, like, help his skin. Really? Yeah. See? But so I don't know. More so it's not the sun. I think it was just more so his. he was sweating, getting everything going. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I've always dealt a lot better in the sun. So anytime there's sunlight direct, I go outside, I take my shirt off, and I just stand there baked because – it feels so good. And then yeah, I think what it's doing is it's a, you're getting that vitamin D and B it's drying out all the ooze. Yes. And it's, it's kind of speeding up that process of flaking and, and regenerating your skin. Right. So I found that UVB therapy has been extremely helpful for me. Extremely helpful. So might be something you guys want to look at. Yeah. Um, he has an appointment coming up on the 28th, so I'm, I'm, I'll mention that to his allergist. Definitely. Because... And then when you do that, if he starts the UVB therapy and mm-hmm. it, you guys do it for a couple months and you find this working, your insurance will actually cover a home unit for you. Oh, do you have? I have a home unit that was covered by my insurance. So oh. I don't have to go to the doctor anymore. I just pull it out of my closet, turn it on, do my therapy, go to bed. Wow. Huh. Really nice. So I've been blessed in, in a lot of respects because yeah. it took me a long time to get to that point and it took me a lot of paperwork and a lot of grinding, but I got it done. Yeah, and right. Now that I got it done, I'm a lot better off and I'm a lot, you know, I'm instead of going to the hospital every month, it's like every three months now. Right. So I'm not catching the infections. Um, I've also found that apple cider vinegar has been really good for my skin. I'll put apple cider vinegar in a bath and that mm-hmm. really helps the itching. Um, so if that's not something you guys have tried, it may be something you want to try. Um, yeah. All natural apple cider vinegar with the mother. Um, it has to have the mother in it and it's got to be raw, unfiltered. I buy okay. it from Costco. Um, it's the Kirkland brand. But yeah, you put a quarter cup to a half cup in a bath and it really, really helps the itching. It just kind of smooths out your skin, gets all the dry, flaky stuff off, and it yeah. just makes me feel a lot better. So 
those are two things that I've really found that have helped a lot. And then again, getting off the prescription drugs and getting onto a lot of uh, supplements. Right. And then, so he's, like I said, he's on the Depixent and it, it's working well. Yeah. It's just, you know, thinking deep down, it's kind of, you know, like a Band-Aid. And a lot of sitting, you know, you have a lot of thinking to do. You're sitting there, you know, you're trying to be like, well, you know, what's what's going to help my child? Right. And so we did the Depixent, but then I'm thinking like Depixent's for eczema. Yep. He has, you know, the red skin syndrome. Right. Which is, for, so, you know even though his skin is cleared, he still has, you know, the red, like gloving, like I said, on right, his hands. Right. It's not as prominent, but it's still there. Right. So, you know, if, you know, say the insurance stops paying for the depiction tomorrow, I'm hundred percent sure he'll go, you know, he'll start flaring again in my head. Right. Yeah. And it, it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. And the other thing that scares me about the depiction is it's only been around for a couple of years. Right. So the side effects in the, you know, we don't really know what that drug is doing. So I've really just backed off all the drugs because in my mind, I would rather suffer for the next five years than have to deal with 30 years of damage that these drugs are doing. Right. You know, it just scares the hell out of me because... It just seems like every time I turn around, they're trying to shoot me in the belly with something. Yep. And I feel the same way. But, but like, then I felt like I jumped the gun, you know what I mean? Like, with yeah. putting them on the depiction. Well, and does it prolong the TSW? You right. Know? That, yeah. Right. And like you said, if the, if the insurance does stop, is that going to put him back to square one? Is, you know, so, yeah, that's. Yeah. that's part of this it's rough that's yeah it's part of the maddening process so god right. bless you i i <laughs> i i love the fact that you're a champion for your son i mean obviously you're his mother but there's a lot of parents out there that aren't supportive um i've read it time and time again in the support group the parents are not being supportive of their children right and they don't understand why they don't just do the treatments that you know and so the fact that you're as supportive as you are uh it's amazing to me and i i i know how hard it is for you so god bless you it's thank you it's a very tough thing to go through especially yeah. on your side of the road so it's an emotional god Make, it takes a toll, you know, like on your mental. Now, is that your, just, is Trevor your only son? Or No, I have another son. Wow. He's 12. Oh, man. Yep. And he's obviously skipped the eczema and all that? He skipped the eczema. He has asthma, but it's controlled. Good. Um, that's the only, okay. only issue with him, but he skipped the eczema. Thank goodness. And how's he dealing with Trevor's disease? He's supportive. Good. Good. He understands everything. My big brother has been phenomenal through this process. Um, mm-hmm. He actually drove down to Florida when I when I had the staphylococcus scalded skin. While mm-hmm. I was in the hospital, him and his best friend drove from Kansas City, Missouri to West Palm Beach, Florida. Bleached my entire house for me. Burned <laughs> the sheets. Put Went and bought me new sheets and 
cleaned my deck for me. I mean, they just went ape shit. I came home to a just immaculate home. He stayed with me for a month to make sure that it wasn't going to kick back in and helped me take care of my daughter. And I mean, see, and it's nice to have that support. Absolutely. Even if it's just one or two people. Absolutely. It's pivotal. It's yeah. pivotal because to go through this alone is not, it's just not okay. I couldn't imagine. No, there's no way. I I mean, I'm not the one going through it. Trevor is, but I could not imagine even like you going through it alone or yeah. when he gets older, going through it alone. Yeah. He will never have to do that. Yeah. But. No, he's going to beat this. Uh, Trevor's going to come out of this. And like I said, he's going to come out of a stronger man. Yeah. I, I do believe that every single one of us is going to heal in time. Oh, yeah. Just unfortunately, it's time. It's just, you never know when. Yep, yep. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, we just got to keep going. And, you know, that's the hardest thing, too, is to to force yourself uh, to get out of bed and to force yourself yeah. to do things every day. But you have to. Right. Yep. Laying in bed and feeling sorry for yourself is the worst possible thing you can do. It, and I, I know it's so hard. It's so hard to do, but God, you just got to get up and go. Yeah, I would have to make him like, Trevor, go to the store with me or run down to, you know, grandma's with me for a minute. He's like, no, mom, I don't want to. Yeah. I just want to lay in bed. Yep. I'm like, Trevor, you got to get up for just give me 15 minutes, buddy. Yep. So it's hard. But now he's kind of coming out of his shell. Good. You know, his friends, he's been hanging out with his friends, so well, his self-esteem is, is up there a little bit. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Takes a takes a hell of a toll. Well, God bless you again, and I, I really Thank appreciate you. you coming on. I think it's uh, it's really going to help a lot of people to hear the, cake, the caretaker side of this, you know, because yeah. it's so easy for us to, to get into those those wallows where we just feel so sorry for ourselves and we don't really think about how it's affecting everybody else in our lives. Right. And so I think it's really nice to be able to see that side of it for once. Right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Commend you for, you know, starting this podcast and, you know, people can go back and listen like Trevor. He's already starting to listen to them. So it'll help him out and, you know, understand what everybody else is going through and, so well good job thank you so much and trevor buddy you just keep keeping on man because it's going to get better brother and if you ever want to talk i'm here oh thanks i'll let him know that all right amanda you take care of yourself and thanks again for coming on i really appreciate it you too have a good night yeah you too god bless bye Bye bye-bye